Today is the eighth day of June. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It is great to be here with you as we end a week, another one of our weeks. Today would have been my mom's birthday, and uh, so I can't help but recognize that. Uh, we lost her a couple of years ago, and I don't know if there's a day that goes by that I don't think of my mom. I remember remember her with fondness, so uh, so I use her birthday to be grateful, and I I am grateful for for my mother. But we have come here for other things besides that. We have come to allow God's word to speak to us. At the close of our week, and we've been reading from the New Living Translation this week, which is what we will do today, and uh, and and we're working our way into kind of moving into First Kings, and David's reign has come to an end, and he's died, and his son Solomon now sits on the throne, and he's firmly on the throne, and so uh, we'll begin to see what his reign looked like. 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 3 through 4, verse 34 today. Solomon loved the Lord and followed all the decrees of his father, David, except that Solomon, too, offered sacrifices and burned incense at the local places of worship. The most important of these places of worship was at Gibeon. So the king went there and sacrificed 1,000 burnt offerings. That night, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream. And God said, What do you want? Ask, and I will give it to you. Solomon replied, You showed great and faithful love to your servant, my father, David, because he was honest and true and faithful to you. And you have continued to show this great and faithful love to him today by giving him a son to sit on his throne. Now, O Lord my God, you have made me king instead of my father David. But I am like a little child who doesn't know his way around. And here I am in the midst of your own chosen people, a nation so great and numerous they cannot be counted. Give me an understanding heart so that I can govern your people well and know the difference between right and wrong. For who by himself is able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for wisdom. So God replied, Because you have asked for wisdom in governing my people with justice and have not asked for a long life or wealth or the death of your enemies, I will give you what you asked for. I will give you a wise and understanding heart such as no one else has had or ever will have. And I will also give you what you did not ask for, riches and fame. No other king in all the world will be compared to you, 
for the rest of your life. And if you follow me and obey my decrees and my commands, as your father David did, I will give you a long life. And Solomon woke up and realized it had been a dream. He returned to Jerusalem and stood before the Ark of the Lord's Covenant, where he sacrificed burnt offerings and peace offerings. Then he invited all his officials to a great banquet. Sometime later, two prostitutes came to the king to have an argument settled. Please, my lord, one of them began. This woman and I live in the same house. I gave birth to a baby while she was with me in the house. Three days later, this woman also had a baby. We were alone. There were only two of us in the house. But her baby died during the night when she rolled over on it. Then she got up in the night and took my son from beside me while I was asleep. She laid her dead child in my arms and took mine to sleep beside her. And in the morning when I tried to nurse my son, he was dead. But when I looked more closely in the morning light, I saw that it wasn't my son at all. Then the other woman interrupted, It certainly was your son, and the living child is mine. No, the first woman said, The living child is mine, and the dead one is yours. And so they argued back and forth before the king. And the king said, Let's get the facts straight. Both of you claim the living child is yours, and each says that the dead one belongs to the other. All right, bring me a sword. So a sword was brought to the king. Then he said, Cut the living child in two and give half to one woman and half to the other. Then the woman who was the real mother of the living child and who loved him very much cried out, Oh no! My lord, give her the child. Please do not kill him. But the other woman said, All right, he will be neither yours nor mine. Divide him between us. And the king said, Do not kill the child, but give him to the woman who wants him to live, for she is his mother. When all Israel heard the king's decision, the people were in awe of the king for they saw the wisdom God had given him for rendering justice. King Solomon now ruled over all Israel, and these were his high officials. Azariah, son of Zadok, was the priest. Alihareth and Ahijah, the sons of Shisha, were court secretaries. Jehoshaphat, son of Ahilud, was the royal historian. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, was commander of the army. Zadok and Abiathar were priests. Azariah, son of Nathan, was in charge of the district governors. Zebud, son of Nathan, a priest, was a trusted advisor to the king. Ahishar was manager of the palace property. Adoniram, son of Abda, was in charge of forced labor. Solomon also had twelve district governors who were over all Israel. They were responsible for providing food for the king's household. Each of them arranged provisions for one month of the year 
These are the names of the twelve governors. Ben-Hur in the hill country of Ephraim. Ben-Decker in Makaz, Shealbim, Bet-Shemesh, and Elon Betanan. Ben he said in Arubot, including Soko and all the land of Hefer. Ben Abinadab in all of Nephoth Dor. He was married to Tephoth, one of Solomon's daughters. Beana, son of Ahilud, in Teanak and Megiddo, all of Bet Shan, near Zarethan, below Jezreel, and all the territory from Bet Shan to Abel Mahola and over to Yokneum. Ben Geber in Ramoth Gilead, including the towns of Jair, named for Jair of the tribe of Manasseh in Gilead, and in the Argob region of Bashan, including sixty large fortified towns with bronze bars on their gates. Ahinadab, son of Edo, in Mahanaim, Ahimeaz in Naphtali, he was married to Basemath, another of Solomon's daughters. Beana, son of Hushai, and Asher, and in Aloth. Jehoshaphat, son of Parua, and Issachar. Shimei, son of Elah, and Benjamin. Geber, son of Uri, in the land of Gilead, including the territories of King Sion of the Amorites, and King Og of Bashan. There was also one governor over the land of Judah. The people of Judah and Israel were as numerous as the sand on the seashore. They were very contented, with plenty to eat and drink. Solomon ruled over all the kingdoms from the Euphrates River in the north to the land of the Philistines and the border of Egypt in the south. The conquered peoples of those lands sent tribute money to Solomon and continued to serve him throughout his lifetime. The daily food requirements for Solomon's palace were 150 bushels of choice flour and 300 bushels of meal. Also, 10 oxen from the fattening pens, 20 pasture-fed cattle, 100 sheep or goats, as well as deer, gazelles, roe deer, and choice poultry. Solomon's dominion extended over all the kingdoms west of the Euphrates River, from Tithsa to Gaza, and there was peace on all his borders. During the lifetime of Solomon, all of Judah and Israel lived in peace and safety, and from Dan in the north to Beersheba in the south, each family had its own home and garden. Solomon had 4,000 stalls for his chariot horses, and he had 12,000 horses. The district governors faithfully provided food for King Solomon and his court. Each made sure nothing was lacking during the month assigned to him. They also brought the necessary barley and straw for the royal horses in the stables. God gave Solomon very great wisdom and understanding, and knowledge as vast as the sands of the seashore. In fact, his wisdom exceeded that of all the wise men of the East and the wise men of Egypt. He was wiser than anyone else, including Ethan, the Ezraite, 
and the sons of Mahol, Heman, Calcol, and Darda. His fame spread throughout all the surrounding nations. He composed some 3,000 proverbs and wrote 1,005 songs. He could speak with authority about all kinds of plants, from the great cedar of Lebanon to the tiny hyssop that grows from cracks in a wall. He could also speak about animals, birds, small creatures, and fish. And kings from every nation sent their ambassadors to listen to the wisdom of Solomon. Acts 6 But as the believers rapidly multiplied, there were rumblings of discontent. The Greek-speaking believers complained about the Hebrew-speaking believers, saying that their widows were being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. So the Twelve called a meeting of all the believers. They said, We apostles should spend our time teaching the Word of God, not running a food program. And so, brothers, select seven men who are well-respected and are full of the Spirit and wisdom. We will give them this responsibility. Then we apostles can spend our time in prayer and teaching the Word. Everyone liked this idea and they chose the following. Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. Philip, Procurus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas of Antioch, an earlier convert to the Jewish faith. These seven were presented to the apostles who prayed for them as they laid their hands on them. So God's message continued to spread. The number of believers greatly increased in Jerusalem, and many of the Jewish priests were converted too. Stephen a man full of God's grace and power performed amazing miracles and signs among the people. But one day, some men from the synagogue of freed slaves, as it was called, started to debate with him. They were Jews from Cyrene, Alexandria, Cilicia, and the province of Asia. None of them could stand against the wisdom and the spirit with which Stephen spoke. So they persuaded some men to lie about Stephen, saying, We heard him blaspheme Moses and even God. This roused the people, the elders, and the teachers of religious law. So they arrested Stephen and brought him before the high council. The lying witnesses said, This man is always speaking against the holy temple and against the law of Moses. We have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy the temple and change the customs Moses handed down to us. At this point, everyone in the high council stared at Stephen because his face became as bright as an angel's. Psalm 126 a song for pilgrims ascending to Jerusalem.
When the Lord brought back his exiles to Jerusalem, it was like a dream. We were filled with laughter and we sang for joy. And the other nations said, What amazing things the Lord has done for them. Yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What joy! Restore our fortunes, Lord, as streams renew the desert. Those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. They weep as they go to plant their seed, but they sing as they return with the harvest. Proverbs 16, 26 and 27. It is good for workers to have an appetite. An empty stomach drives them on. Scoundrels create trouble. Their words are a destructive blaze. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you for bringing us uh, through another week in your word. Uh, thank you for the transitions that happened in this week as we moved into this new month and moved into new territory in the scriptures. And Father, even as we're here in the New Testament and, and Stephen has been arrested, uh, we will take note of his testimony that is forthcoming and how it will review for us all of the territory pretty much that we've covered so far in the scriptures. And so we, uh, we will choose in the coming week to pay close attention to that. I thank you for your faithfulness in our lives and all that you are doing and all that you have yet to do. We open ourselves to you completely. Come, Holy Spirit, we pray. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is the website, and uh, it's home base, and it's where you find out what's happening. And uh, the Daily Audio Bible Family Reunion 2019, uh, or the Global Campfire Family Reunion, it's coming up this uh, August 31st through September 2nd, which is Labor Day. And as we've been mentioning this week, registration is open. Uh, registration is filling. And uh, we're excited because it's going to be a fantastic time. It was a fantastic time last year. And we expect nothing uh, but the same again this year as we all come together and just enjoy some fellowship and some play together with those that we've been traveling the entire year with through the Bible, which creates such an interesting shorthand among the community. Like it's we're just already on the same page and it just takes a couple of minutes before you feel at home. It's one of the distinctives and one of the things that I love uh, that I just marvel at about this community. So I'll be getting together and you can check it all out at dailyaudiobible.com. Uh, in the initiatives section, just look for Family Reunion 2019 and you'll get all the details. Come uh, come as a family, come. Just come, stay on the grounds, enjoy all that it has to offer, enjoy the fellowship that will be 
that will be happening. All the details are at dailyaudiobible.com in the initiatives section. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com as well. There's a link on the homepage. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or if you prefer, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, 877-942-4253 is the number to dial. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hello, Daily Audio Bible family. This is Treasured Possession calling from sunny Minnesota on um, the 6th of June. And Pastor Brian talked today about the fact that Jesus Christ is in us. His Holy Spirit that resurrected him from the dead is within us. So we should be experiencing miracles every day. And um, just to let you know, I thank you for saying that because I've always believed that the Bible isn't a history book it's that, but it's it's also, and it's not a way to manage your sin. I love that, the way you said that, Pastor Brian. That was perfect. I mean, that has, I'm going to be working on that for the next couple of weeks. But in the, as a day in the life of an Aspie, I'll just let you know, my husband and I went in and we had to get our wellness check. And because we have so many things going on and we're just so... Our lack of focus is just so over the charts. Um, Yes, back in April, he got a notification that that had to get done. But of course, we waited until the very last day. Well, we call, we we pray, of course, we throw ourselves on the mercy of God. We go into the doctors and unbelievably, there's two openings back to back. And we were able to see a doctor. Neither one of us have a doctor. And just to make a long story short, the Lord always Thank you, Jesus, shows up for us. So praise God and hallelujah. And he is real. He is alive and he is in us. And I believe that if we seek his will and his will is to heal people, those kind of healings like Peter did will happen. And they do happen all the time. I don't know why we don't hear about more of it. But Hi, family. It's Shannon from Salem, Oregon. As I was praying along with the prayer requests um, on DAB tonight, I was just really struck with how diverse our prayer requests are from all over the world and the different struggles that our family is going through in the DAB and in the body of Christ around the globe. And I felt like what the Lord was speaking in my heart was, You know, Satan has attacked us in so many ways, and he is trying, like that lion who is seeking to steal and kill and destroy, to devour. Um, He's chasing us, devouring us, trying to devour us with all these different things, um, with sicknesses, with um, just life circumstances that are difficult, with 
family members that are in prison with heartbreaks, with just everything. And and then I just felt like the Lord was giving me this huge hope of just His redemption. What Satan meant to destroy us, God turns and uses it for the very thing that brings salvation to other people. And there are people um, that will be touched because we've had these hard experiences and then we can relate and identify to what other people are going through. Um, just like in in Second Corinthians, we are able to comfort others with the comfort we've received from the Lord. And so I just want to encourage you, family. Um, I've wasted a lot of time recently in some struggles that we've been in feeling really sorry for myself and kind of stupid. Hi, my name is Stephanie, and I'm calling from Bangalore, India. I moved here only a couple of months ago and have since gotten married. Um, the marriage was the reason I moved. I wanted to call in and ask for prayer as I am going through a lot of transitions right now um, between culture shock, moving from the U.S. to India, uh, and also just all of the, the issues with being newly married. In addition, um, my body is having a very difficult time here in India. I, I'm seeing all kinds of really random symptoms, um, and it's, it's hard to know how to even start to address some of them. So prayers would really be appreciated for my healing. Uh, in addition, I am older. I'm, I'm going to be turning 40 this year, and um, my husband and I both would really like to have children if that's God's will and with all of these physical things going on um, it's it's not beyond God's power but it is difficult sometimes to believe that uh, he could could give us a, a child or more than one um, so prayers for that would be appreciated and also um, just prayers for the country of India right now we, we recently got new election results in um, and it shows a landslide for a very pro-Hindu government. And uh, while I'm in South India and, and the persecution here is not as much, um, there's, there's still possibilities. So please pray for the people of India um, and that God's word would be known and that our prime minister even would come to know Christ. As far-fetched as that seems, we know that God can reach through people and, uh, and, and do great and mighty works. Thank you very much. Um, I won't be listening to this for a while. I am only on the 16th of February, but I'm, I'm slowly getting caught up. Hi, my name is Chad from Texas. Uh, several things going on that I want prayer for. Uh, I've been a, I was a police officer for almost 16 years and uh, recently was uh, wrongfully terminated. And I am in the process of litigation with the police department and um, they are reaching out to me now, my attorney, to try and mediate this situation, to get it uh, concluded. And I just am praying for just uh, the, the best situation possible. I was a police officer for 16 years, uh, never been in trouble, never had a write-up, never anything like that. And a new chief came in, and I didn't like the way that he was appointed and we had a difficulty with it uh, with each other and 
within a month I was terminated. Also, please pray for me. Uh, I am having a surgery uh, next Monday on the 10th, June 10th. Uh, I've had several surgeries, and this will be my sixth, about 16th surgery, I think. Also, uh, please pray that I recover quickly. I'm a teacher now, and I'm hoping that I recover quickly as I'm moving to a new school next year uh, to be with my children, and I want to make sure that I can start this position on time. And uh, just know that I pray for everybody. I've been listening for years, and I just appreciate it. I didn't really like calling in and asking for prayer just for myself, but I really need it right now. So if you could pray for me, I would really appreciate it. Thank you.